I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for Week 11 of your 2023 NFL season. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always by my good buddy Longhorn here on the Sports Patio. With us to Sony Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, Spreaker, on iHeartRadio. We thank Agent Glory Hole Secret for tuning in this week. All right, boys and girls, here we go with the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? and girls as always we start off with the good well the good is we should pick up a unit tonight on the week hopefully <laughs> the way the game is looking right now we're in solid shape unless they have 12 men on the field in the last play of the game like buffalo did last week so yeah let's hope that doesn't happen uh we've had <laughs> enough dick kicks this week already <laughs> we'll get into it but three and three in college one and one so far in the nfl so we gotta hit that tonight and that's a winning week uh so Longhorn, I'm not sure that I've ever had this many coin flip dick kicking losses in one weekend and still possibly come out profitable in life. So overall, I think it is a positive thing. <laughs> but honestly, it's just kind of overall just a blah weekend. Yeah. It, I mean, was it in college? A lot of dick kicks in college, I guess? Uh, two. Two for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was a... Uh... It was one of those weekends where you just gotta, you know, kind of grind, and that's actually most weekends. So, you know, that's just kind of the business we're in. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, my buddy did hit the sounder on Green Bay. I had him in my contest. It was a sweat, but it is a win, and that should be the coffin nail for Staley. Herbert comes up small in a big moment yet again at the end of the game. No. And he, he got outplayed by Jordan Love. No, so Longhorn, do you got didn't. any defense left yeah. for your boy? Or are you ready to admit that old Bo Cephas nailed another one? I don't even know what you nailed, but uh, you clearly didn't watch that game because he threw what should have been the game winner. Uh, I just, I don't know what else. It's not going to work. I'm glad Staley's going to be gone. Does I mean, I don't know that they'll make the right hire. doesn't really matter. They're wasting his career, but it's... Uh, his yeah. career was wasted when he was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he played it. He played a great game. He, uh, I mean, Herbert played a, a great game. You clearly didn't watch the game. I can already. I don't know this for sure. We don't talk. No, about, I didn't watch the game. Yeah, like he. Yes, he played a great game. There was two touch, two touchdowns dropped. He threw the fucking dime to Quentin Johnson, who's looking like a bust, to win the game. Would have been in field goal range, and and they're and they're winning the game. So yeah, it's he he, he played a great game, but. 
They were winning the game, but they lost by three. Sorry. Field goal. Sorry. He would have tied the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean. Sounds uh, like some more Herbert apology uh, to me. You watch the game and you tell me that that was on Herbert. Go ahead. I, I dare you. Well, obviously, he threw the ball laces in. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was never, I mean, that was, like I said, on uh, Thursday, on Thursday's pod. Like, that was just to close your eyes and just tell me that you see the Chargers in late November going into cold Green Bay. And it wasn't even as cold as I would have liked. Uh, it was in the low 40s. I would have liked it to have been in the 30s. But either way... Yeah, that was, they were not going in there and winning that game. It, the shit was going to happen to them in that game, and it did. It was cold enough for old Lady Hands Herbert over there. Maybe we can go sell some Subway sandwiches or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my buddy also hit the sounder on the Rams. Now, this wasn't officially sounded, but after I delivered my immaculate handicap, Longhorn retroactively said he wanted it counted on his record. So it does. Uh, never doubt in this one total non-sweat game. <laughs> we gave it up to the clients, and we both had it in the contest. But in all seriousness, uh, McVay literally tried to give this fucking game away. And for as smart as everybody says that he is, at least in the media, I know you and I have heard rumblings that he's not really that smart. And I got to admit, man, I got my doubts that he's really a smart guy at all, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't necessarily see the end of this one. I I watched the noon games. Far, oh, well, let me tell you, far more in you know I, the, the three o'clock games. I'll watch the first half and then I kind of like check out and start doing some other things and check back in. But I didn't see the end of the game shenanigans. Yeah, I was watching the end of this game very intently. Obviously, we had money on it, so that was the main reason. Um, really, the only reason. But so they had about a minute to go. It was second and goal from the seven. Seattle just called their second timeout. They had one left. So, of course, you're going to run the ball. It's a tie game, by the way. You're going to run the ball on second down because, you know, if you don't get in, they got to call their third timeout. And then on third down, you're going to run it again because then you're going to get the clock down to about mm, 20 seconds, and then you're going to kick a field goal, and then you're going to say, okay, See, now that that the field goal wasn't going to be the margin to win the game as far as like Seattle could have kicked a field goal and won. But you go up by a field or by one or two points, one point I guess, with 20 seconds left and they have no timeouts. You know, I'd say you're in a very positive position. Yeah. No, no, no. They throw the ball on second down. Incomplete. Hmm. So now there's still a minute left. And now it's third and goal from the seven. Well, now you have to go for the touchdown, absolutely, and they throw it and nah, it's dropped. It was a it was, should have been a touchdown and dropped. So now we're kicking the field goal, and now Seattle has oh, no no they threw a screen pass on third. So yeah, he he threw it. He, that's it. That made, that's what made it even worse. He did the give up play on third down, threw a fucking screen pass to the left side of the running back. That's right. He gets down to about the four. And then they got to call the timeout. So now there's about 50 seconds left or so. You kick the field goal to go up. Now you got 50 seconds left, no timeouts, but that's an eternity in this league. You Mm -hmm. only need a field goal. I mean, you just could not have mismanaged that situation any fucking worse. Oh, I can't can't believe in this weekend of dick kicks that that one actually went our fucking way after McVay pulled that dumbass shit. 
I don't know that there's that that makes him dumb. Other than uh, other than of they're course just, it does. Uh, well, I'm what I'm saying is other than they're all just dumb. They none of them can get this right. None none of the co- coaches. But he's supposed to be the offensive genius guy. Who, which one of the offensive smart coaches get the play game clock management right? Which one? Name one. It's a good question. <laughs> they all suck at it. Oh my god, dude! I was like, I was screaming. I was like, I couldn't believe that he threw the ball a second. I was like, dude, what the fuck was that? Yeah, they're they're so bad. Like, I don't know. We've talked about this so many times. Like, it's just they they cannot. The game goes too fast, and they make these mistakes all the time. Oh, so bad. All right. Um. Oh, here's a good for me. And look. The Redskins lost. And if you had them in Survivor and you listen to this podcast, <laughs> then fucking shame on you. And yeah. I told you all that them losing that game was always a possibility and that I would be less surprised if a spaceship crash landed in my pool than I would be if they lost that game. Longer disagreed. He tried to float some meaningless counting stats about his boy Sam Howell there to make it seem like he might not be terrible. I we lost all know the zero dollars on garbage. that game. He got outplayed by Danny DeVito at home. And oh, by the way, as much shit as we've given to Danny DeVito, here's the stat of the week, Longhorn. Danny DeVito had more touchdown passes yesterday than Danny Nichols has had all fucking season for the Giants. Mm -hmm. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. And then Longhorn tried to say that Eric Bieniemy was doing a great job. And he was the missing link to Casey's offense. The Skins are 22nd in DVOA offense going into that game. And Casey, yeah, he still fucking sucks. Rivera's fired. The entire staff is fired. The Skins remain garbage. Here's how garbage they are. The Skins and the Giants couldn't even take showers after the game because the fucking hot water pumps were broke in that shitty fucking stadium they play in. And now they are 0-2. Straight up. And ATS, obviously, since 2012, when favored by eight or more at home. Some things are just very simple in this vast universe of unknowns. Uh, Longhorn, you got anything to say for any of your terrible takes over there on this game? Or are you just going to you know, admit you're wrong and we can move on? Yeah, no. I'd lost zero dollars on that game. and uh, So you're not uh, going to admit you're <clears throat> wrong? Oh, you! the scoreboard says it. I mean, wrong on what? That I lean to Washington? I mean, I've, <laughs> I have to lean to in every game. Like I mean, ah, yes. You but, try to say Eric Bieniemy was a good offense. Oh yeah, you are. You are. You're. You. You don't get to do a dance on that. This is like. Oh, I do get to do a no, dance on that. I told you. No. Oh, you. And, and one game verifies it. One game. Like they're okay. twenty second DVOA going into the game. They're even worse Bre- than that now. They haven't refreshed oh, the stats. Oh my yet. god, they've got a first year starting quarterback doing his. I mean, like, what do you you expect him to just be having Mahomes like numbers? I mean, no, I don't. He sucks. Who's, who sucks? Sam Howell. Okay, so so which do they all just suck together, or are they all just? You saw he's leading the league in passing yards. He is leading the league in passing yards. So so okay, what's Bryce? If 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 Howell sucks, and I know Howell's not a rookie, but he's a, he's a first year starter. If Howell sucks, what is Bryce Young? Not an NFL starter. Okay, so then we'll get to him. So I there's promise. a difference. So, so there is a difference between. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's all I'm saying. And and you know if and Bienemy's in his first year there, and 
And yeah, there's clearly something wrong with Kansas City. They can't fucking score anymore. So, I mean, they they, they got the same players they or, had last or year. May, or maybe they got rid of even more players. Who? That, Who? It's the same players. No, he don't have the same receivers as last year. Oh Not my. exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, what, Juju? They need Juju back? He's the big Wasn't difference. The, the, the Pringle can, he was there last oh year. Oh, my God, whatever. Didn't the he big, catch the game winner in the Super Bowl? Who was The that? biggest difference on the KC offense is Bianami. I'm not saying it's working out. It's obviously not working out great, but you don't. You know he's fired, right? Like He's going to be Dion's offensive coordinator next year in Colorado. Oh, well, he's not going to get the head coaching job, so, yeah, he probably is fired. But I, I don't care about him getting a head coaching job. I'm just saying let's, let's not say he sucks as an offensive coordinator so fast. Well, I mean, he's not good. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, everything else was right. Yeah, the skins suck. They can't beat the Giants. And uh, two yeah. times in over a decade, they're eight point or more home favorite and two times straight up lose us. Oh, that should have been an autoplay. It was so easy. Such an easy win. I know. <clears throat> we'll get to that, too. Uh all right, good on the college round, Robin, for me. Nice bounce back, three and two. Both my losses came within three points, so really close to a 5-0. and oh. Two good dick kicks there for me. Uh, but you know what? You know you're picking good when every coin flip goes against you and you still <laughs> win. Both flip coin flips go my way, and I'm 5-0. and oh. Last week, or, or sorry, I'm 5-0. and oh. Last week with college clients, if the one coin flip went our way, we'd be 5-1. and one. We went 4-2 and two last week with the clients. So, and if this week of two coin flips go our way for the clients, we're five and one. But mm-hmm. neither one of them did. So we, we literally lost every, in my round robin and for the clients, we lost them all. Every coin flip. So we're three and three for the clients, three and two for me in the round robin. <laughs> but still not losing. And when you get no help from the football gods, you know, you're just, you're picking good games, man. That's how you know you're picking good fucking games. Yeah, it doesn't. That, that stuff evens out. So, you know, you, you, you take the dick kick. Uh, but as long, like you said, as long as you're making, you know, like you can feel a good loss and a bad loss. You know, obviously there's differences in losses, uh, especially in, you know, against the spread type stuff. And you can just be like, okay, yeah, I lost that game. It was on the right side. Just keep making good picks like that. And all that stuff's going to even out and, and turn back the other way. So, yeah, I don't I don't have any problems with, with what went down this weekend for the most part. All right. Uh, good on the college season totals. Colorado State won for me, so over four and a half wins there. West Virginia lost, clinched the six, under six and a half wins. Nebraska lost, clinched the under six and a half wins. SMU plus three twenty to win the AAC. They're seven and zero, tied with two teams that both play each other this week. So as long as they take care of business at home versus Navy, they will be in the championship game next week. Texas, my three unit play preseason to win the Big Twelve. <laughs> if they just fucking beat Texas Tech. At home this week, they will be in the championship game. I gave out both of those on the preseason pod and a lot of the uh, season totals, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, I haven't decided yet if that all comes to fruition, if I'll be hedging out of either one of those or both of them. I don't know yet. We'll see how it all kind of plays out. But uh, Mm. Longhorn, your horns are one win away, baby. They're one win away from that fucking Big 12 championship Where's that game game at? That will be in Jerry World. The no, not the not the championship game, the Texas Tech game. Oh, it's in Austin. Uh, all right, yeah, you might you might have you might you might get that because you know they've got some House of Horrors up there and over there in Lubbock. Oh, I'd be I'd I'd already <laughs> fucking have a money line bet on Texas Tech if it was there. I promise. A you night that. game in Lubbock with <laughs> the season on the line. Forget about <laughs> it. The only time I've seen Texas win that 
was the Vince Young year, and they were down by like 30 points at halftime, and they just yeah. fucking came back and kicked their doors in after that. Yeah, it's a tough one, tough one. Other than that, you got the fucking, who was that Crabtree that fucking had that yeah. game when he catched there at the end? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's been a long list of shit. You, you're right on that. So, yeah, being at Austin, I feel confident they can take care of business. I think they're laying like 12 or 13. I can't remember. Oh, so. Wow. It's not that much. Texas Tech must be decent then. Yeah, not as decent. They were like the preseason darlings for everybody from the Big 12, which I didn't understand that at all, but whatever. It was a wide-open year. I'll give everybody that. If you were going to take a long shot, sure. I mean, I would put my money on K-State if I was going to bet a long shot just because they're a much better program, but whatever. And and if K-State wins, I don't know how the tiebreakers play out. I apologize for not knowing that for everybody. But I know K-State, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma, and Texas, they're all right there. Texas is the top right now for the tiebreakers. So if they win, they're in. I don't know how the rest of it shakes out, so I apologize for not knowing that off the top of my head. Um, So on season totals in college, which I gave up most of these on the preseason pods, 10-4 and currently. I've got two left. Most likely going to lose. On Oregon State, uh, that loss to Washington really hurt. They play Oregon in mm-hmm. Oregon this weekend. Probably not coming home with that one. Now, Kentucky has a chance at Louisville if they just haven't quit on their season. So, 12-4 and four at best, 10-6 and six at worst. Either way, it's another great year on the college season totals. And like I said, I did give out a good chunk of these for free on a preseason pod. So, just another example of how it pays to listen all the time, boys and girls. Yeah, that's that's a good year. All right, you got anything else there on the good side? Um, I mean, I don't Did you mention Arizona? I mean, depending on where you got the number at, I mean, it was No, cuz that was a push and you said danger zone, so that don't count. How does that not count? <laughs> they you nobody lost. And and for most of the week they got the win. Uh, well, it depends on where you, yeah, I mean. It never went under five, so so nobody lost. That's true. Well, go ahead and talk about it then. Talk, no, I don't, talk about no it, it doesn't count. Let's, let's move on. It's, 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 <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a frustrating game. Both, like, Houston could have. I didn't watch any of the games, so sorry. It, it's, it landed basically right where it was going to land. Um, what game lands five? First of all, like, oh, what God. the fuck is that? Well, it was another game. You know, I know you talked about the. Uh, I think you. I think that was on air when we were talking about the uh, two. Uh, actually, no, we didn't. We didn't talk about the two point conversion in, in Denver. But just like the Denver Not game, yet. where a two point conversion would have given us the win, and they didn't get it. There was a two point conversion for Arizona. If they get it, they it goes from five to seven, and <sighs> you know that's the way those things go. But but five to three. Le- Sorry, yeah, but the other way, uh, five to three. But but it doesn't matter because uh, Houston had a lot of chances to put that game away. Uh, Stroud threw three interceptions. Uh, I did see that in the box score. But here's the deal, and the reason I'm not saying it was a fortunate push is because Arizona had fucking chance after chance after chance to push that lead up into double digits, and they kept you know failing on fourth down um, in plus territory. So it was it was just a weird back and forth, a uh, bunch of errors on both sides, and the number just kind of stayed where where it was for the longest time. There were six points scored in the second half after. Oh god! I mean, yeah, it was it was back and forth in the first half, and all of a sudden it just died in the second half and uh, took the push. But yeah. It was, it was, yeah, whatever. 
Would have liked to get five and a half. How does it land? How does it land on five? How do you how do you land a game on five? So few fucking games <laughs> land on five. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. That's all, that's uh, moving all I on got. to the bad. Well, here's a college pick that wasn't a dick kick. This was just a terrible pick. And it was the free pick in college. Dude, I am so cold <laughs> on those right now. I would honestly start fading. Whatever I give, I just start uh, fading that shit at this point if I listen to this podcast. What was that game? Utah State plus three. They're up ten to nothing. Oh. And even when Boise went up 14-10, they answered with a 14-play drive. And instead of taking the lead from the five-yard line, they threw a pick. And that was the moment the game shifted. And they had four more turnovers after that. Uh-huh. They literally just puked on their fucking shoes. A bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, they they just shit the bed on me, man. They just fucking, they had it right there. It was going to be, they were up. And it was going to be a good back and forth game. And then they just could not stop turning the fucking ball over. Well, Boise has that vaunted um, defense, so it's it's pretty hard to score on them. Yeah, yep, super hard. Uh, all right, super contest two and three for me. Um, I did get a three and two in my online contest, so I did get to lo- lock Pittsburgh in at plus four, but didn't get that in the super contest. Those fucking dickheads. Uh, one and a half and three, I believe, for Longhorn. Just another suck-ass week. I uh, got my dick kicked in, or we both got our dick kicked in on the Denver game. Um, yeah, came down to two-point conversion and just couldn't yeah. couldn't fucking do it. Um, I'd say we're, it's pretty safe to say we're both officially eliminated from the money this year as far as like the year-long thing goes. I've done the math. It's not good. Uh, even if we went, even if we went three and two every week for the rest of the season, we wouldn't cash, and that would be amazing if we could do that. But we still wouldn't cash. Um, now we could still get lucky and hit one of the two last three week periods, starting week thirteen. So maybe, maybe we could do it. I don't know. I don't know how much effort I'm going to put in this going forward. It's just, it's been fun as always. It's always fun. It's always fun to just try to figure it out and try, you know. It, it's just, it's a lot of fun, uh, but it's also frustrating, which is part of the fun, too. And you know what? There's always fucking next year, so. Oh, I'm I'm treating the rest of the year like, I mean, every every week is a learning lesson, you know, to, uh, to me. So I'm treating it, you know, like, I've, like, I'm, I, like I'm right there in it. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, I mean, like I said, two games came down to two-point conversion, you like to think you get one of those, and it's not such a bad week, but that's just the way it goes. And then the Miami, my one of my bad losses was the Miami minus 13 and a half, and that was incredibly frustrating to just watch two or throw interceptions. They couldn't fucking run the ball for some reason. So it was just, you know, bad picks. They, they got over 100 more yards in Vegas, but they just couldn't put them away and – Fucking O'Connell had three interceptions and they couldn't beat <laughs> O'Connell had three interceptions. They couldn't that, beat this. That team, makes but, that a bad pick. Dude. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> oh, that's God. just. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's just, the thing about Miami, though. You're talking about that. Like I've dug into their numbers, just looking forward because whatever week to week is fine. But like I'm, I've started shifting my focus now to playoffs and playoff matchups, uh, kind of like I do in college towards the bowl season and in NFL around this time. I start shifting my attention. Towards that and what wins in the playoffs and what we know that we bet on in the playoffs. And Miami is one of those fucking paper tiger teams, man, where they it takes them a lot 
a lot, a lot of yards to score any fucking points. Like, they are so inefficient. It is fucking ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. they have to have methodical after methodical after methodical fucking drive to score their points. And, man, in the playoffs, that usually doesn't work out well. So, just something to keep an eye on. So, talking about outgaining them by 100 yards, that's nothing new. Right. That is not even the game they scored, what was it, seventy on mm-hmm. uh, Denver. Denver. I mean they had to have way too many yards to do that. To score even score seventy points. Like Yeah, they're they're just one of those it's 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 those numbers that are hidden in the numbers and that's the stuff that I start paying attention to this time of year. Like, okay, who who's really got a turnover margin that's leaning towards what's gonna win in the playoffs? Who's really being efficient on defense? Who's really being efficient on offense? And Miami's not that fucking team. They're, I mean, I don't know what seed they'll end up getting or whatever. I'm sure they'll get a high stick. I think they're like 80% chance right now by DVOA to win the division. So they're definitely get a they'll definitely get a home playoff game. But man, if they gotta go to Baltimore, you can fucking that's lights oh, out. Yeah, no. That yeah, they're they're toast anytime they play a good team, especially on the road. But this this should have been a smash spot for them, and and two, it just didn't look good. He he. But home favorites it, off a of bye. Yeah, they I were know. zero and two going in tonight. Kansas City is the third team on that. So yeah, it's a it's in my that's what I'm talking about with the learning process. Like I mean, these, there's always these things that you learn and and file away for future <laughs> future contests. But you would think, like, it's counterintuitive to think that way, but you have to understand, like, that's how the market gets set. So the market's going to get a bump, home favorite, after a buy. Like, you're going to get a little bit overinflated after a buy. You're at home. You're rested. Public thinks, oh, they're at home. They're rested. A little bit extra added juice into that number, and that's why, since 2012, they are well below 500 ATS because that gets added in because the public sentiment is going to buy that number, and as long as you're gonna buy the number, Vegas will keep fucking selling to you. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yep. All right, number geek pick of the week on Tennessee. Well, that was fucking terrible. Um, I should have used it on the Rams. It's the exact same trend, so it went one and one overall. But I did call it on Tennessee, and they never had a fucking chance in that game. <laughs> I was wrong on your boy Levi's being a Jag starter. He's a career Jag backup, which that's the ceiling I thought he had. Pre-draft. Oh, my God. We're, we're making career. We're, this is a lot of career. Uh, a lot predi- of career to say. This is the yeah. recap pocket. We're, we're reacting. Well, you don't got to react for what his whole career is going to be. You can just I react do. to that. I'm pissed. He cost, <laughs> he cost me a fucking pick, that son of a bitch. Uh, just quit, Levi's. Just quit. Just quit. <laughs> no, he's, uh, now he, he has the highest uh, percentage of turn, turnover-worthy throws of all the full-time starters now in the NFL. Even higher than Danny DeVito, by the way. And he couldn't do anything against Jacksonville until absolute fucking trash time. And his stat line looked just like one of his Kentucky stat lines did. Not terrible at all, but nothing special and nothing of any fucking substance, which is what he was in Kentucky. So, Longhorn, I don't know what your thoughts are on your boy Levi's over there. Oh, I don't have much thoughts on him. He's he's first-time starter. He's going to take his lumps, and um, and that's... You know, it's we talk about learning process. You know, in these things, and like Jacksonville was in a in a spot that I, you know, when I make my list of things to remember in the in the contest, like never take a team coming off a huge embarrassing loss is is kind of one of my rules. And they were coming off that San Fran loss, and they clearly came out 
ready to play, and it helps when you play a yeah, you, rookie. You nailed that on the spot on the on the podcast for sure. No. Um, I should have adhered to that, but Vrabel I, as a dog like that is—I mean—that's so tempting, though it really is. Yeah, I just thought, but and plus the history of those two teams in the division, the matchup. I, I really thought they could keep it in the and it closed the money closed on me. I think it closed yeah. six. Mm-hmm. So they can't run like like Tennessee cannot run any and I don't and it's hard to tell if that's an offensive line thing because the line does suck and we talked about that obviously in the preseason pods, how this line is you know, it's revamped. They brought in some new people and um it just sucks. Like and, and when you've got Derrick Henry running ten times for thirty eight yards um, yeah, I know Jacksonville's good against the run. I get that, but like that's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. To so is it is it Henry washed? Is it the offensive line just sucks with the combination of a rookie quarterback? I don't know, but Tennessee is not a team I'm looking to play on going forward. Yeah, Jacksonville is sneaky good though on defense, especially against the run. Uh, oh yeah, yeah they are. Now, what I thought was interesting though was. Doug Peterson saying afterwards that TL's knee injury had been holding the offense back. Hmm. So that would been have nice that would have been nice to know. I don't know. All fucking season long. We didn't hold him back against the fucking Saints when he fucking just carved them up and that was when it was supposed to be the worst. So I don't Yeah. I don't know, man. That that's just frustrating to hear a coach say that. I'm like, okay. Uh Sounder on Pittsburgh. Longhorn, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, my thoughts are I walked that back by uh, by uh, by the weekend, and um, I, but I, you know, I it I, it counts on whatever I pick on Wednesday, it counts, you know. But but yeah, I walked that back and and bought out of that position going forward uh, by by kickoff, and it was a disgusting game, just a fucking disgusting game that set football back about 50 years like they could that could have been black and white and i'd have thought that was straight from the the 50s that game yeah man kenny pickett's awful he's just <laughs> awful. like he's not a legit you talk about not legit he is not a legit starting quarterback in this league i did a whole podcast on it on the i mean it podcast i said don't draft him he's got small hands and he's stupid there's no chance for success with him <laughs> it's just time to pull the plug on him dude like if if Pittsburgh is well, you can't pull the plug this year. What are you going to do? Go to Trubisky? That's not going to help you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, their their players are barking in the in the locker room. I saw one of the defensive guys say straight up, like, "Look, man, you can say our record's great or whatever." He's like, "But we we're not going to continue to win playing like this." No, that was like, Najee Harris. Oh, it was Najee Harris? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the locker room is definitely turning on Kenny Small Hands Pickett pretty fucking quickly. I don't know. I mean, Tomlin knows more football. He's forgotten more football than I'll ever know, so I'm not going to judge him for whatever he does or doesn't do. But the bottom line is, after this season, they have got to find a fucking quarterback because this kid isn't it. And if Pittsburgh wants to stay you know, relevant and progressive and all the things they've always been really good at, they have got to find themselves a quarterback and quickly. Yeah, I agree with next year um, for sure. But you know, they play Cincinnati next week. They're probably you know without Joe Burrow, they're probably going to be seven and four. And uh, what what are you supposed to do? I mean, you just got to keep you got to keep rolling with that shitty picket. Oh, fucking Cincy beats their fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, they need a new quarterback next year though for sure. Maybe Kirk Cousins. Kirk, Although I'm not Kirk? sure. I I think Pittsburgh. Lost on the spread and on the scoreboard, but they might have still won. I don't know. I haven't confirmed that yet. 
Yeah, no. They gave Tom, him a loss. Tomlin never loses, so. They gave him the loss. Mm, they had to give him the old L, huh? That's mm-hmm. that's that's rare. Yep. Uh, moving on from one terrible quarterback to another one. You mentioned him earlier. Dude, the Panthers are bad. They're beyond <laughs> bad, actually. Look, the Buckets agree with Longhorn, but I said, and I didn't play Carolina, and I almost did, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I said I wouldn't be surprised to see Cooper Rush on the field for the second straight game of the podcast, and we did. And, yeah. look, I backed off, like I said, on Carolina Chicago, uh, in, or sorry, Carolina in the podcast. I did back them uh, one time in the contest, but that was on a Thursday night versus a Chicago team who can't score the ball. You just yeah. cannot play on this team versus an offense that is going to score the ball. At least, you know, at that I say low of a number, it was 10 and a half. I mean, you got to give me at least 20 if I'm even going to consider it, <laughs> yep. which is ridiculous. But, again, I couldn't go against the buckets, so I was stuck sitting on the sideline. I really wanted to fucking play Dallas. I gave that trend on the podcast that teams in that position had a, that had uh, more than double the penalty, penalty yards versus an opponent, where they were 10-point favorite, and they still won by – more than 10 covered the spread, and they were 10-point favorite again the next week. It just it was just a trend saying, like, look, this team is really fucking good. Now, no matter what happens, they're just kicking the shit out of these tomato cans. Yeah. I wanted to be on Dallas, but I was not going to go against the buckets. So. Hey, this is one that I don't, um, you know, you just tip your hat and, okay, um, I don't I don't have any bad feeling about this loss at all. The, you know, it was, it was 17 to 10. It was either going to go this way or – you well, it was 17-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and then Dallas just – you know, Dallas has the ability because they're a really good team to just blitzkrieg somebody, and, and they started doing their shit, pick sixes. And, you know, once – you know, anytime you take a bad fucking team and a 10.5-point dog at home is clearly a bad team. So, yeah, it can go real bad. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have any problems, like, make uh, making that pick. I just tipped my hat to Dallas, went on the road, and did what they needed to do eventually in the fourth quarter, and, you know, good job. Yeah, one funny note on that, I was actually listening to the broadcast of the game on the way to the golf course, and I was listening to Bay Bluffenberg, which if you ever listen to the Cowboys broadcast and Bay Bluffenberg talk, it is very, very rare that Bay Bluffenberg says anything negative about anybody, <laughs> no matter what team they play for. He's just a very positive man, and you know he just he'll say things lightly or softly, but never really anything that bad. So he was talking to Brad Sham. He's like, Brad, you know how we see these guys on TV, and then like for the first time we see them, and you, first time you see somebody, you meet him like, good lord, he's even bigger than I thought. Like he's like, I remember the first time we saw Cam Newton in person. I was like, oh my god, this guy is a monster. What? Why is that linebacker wearing a quarterback number? Like he's huge. Like he's like, this is the first time when I was on the field that I saw somebody slighter than even he looked on TV. He's like, Bryce Young's a very small man. He is a very <laughs> small, slight man. And he is even smaller in person than what he looks like on TV. So, yeah. look, man, he's not an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry, Carolina. And, yes, I'm going to continue to say this. And I love the kid. I loved him. I'm dead wrong about him. I'm dead wrong about him. I loved him coming out of Alabama. I thought. You know, we saw Kyler Murray with his punitive size go out there at least, you know, and be able to make plays and win games. And Bryce Young's smarter than Kyler. He's more 
I won't say more. He was, I guess, about the same accuracy, I guess, college, but less gimmicky than mm-hmm. Kyler in college. He less relied on his athletic ability than Kyler did in college. Like, man, I just thought, man, this this kid, he's the one kid that could probably get past his side. He works hard. You know, he's got a great attitude. I mean, nothing but positivity around this kid. 100%. No, I've never heard a bad word about him. But God damn it, dude. He is not an NFL quarterback. He's just not. I'm going to uh, – obviously everything looks true on that so far, but let's let's see what they can do in the offseason, get, get some players around and, and see if there's any improvement next year. But, yeah, it's certainly trending bad. Oh, man. It, and it's just like – and he – like we've said – we talked about this in the podcast before. Like he looks small and slow on TV. And when Babel Loffenberg said on the broadcast, <clears throat> that just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, Jesus Christ. Maybe Loffenberg said that about you. He's he, I don't know if he did this in college because I didn't watch him that much, but he's I've watched him a lot this year. I don't know, I don't understand the he he does his drop and then he'll stand flat footed in the pocket for like a full second or two so much. I've never seen anybody do their drop and then just stand like a statue, not yeah, hopping, not hopping, literally just standing. I'm like, what? No one else does that. It's really weird. I, I guess he's been doing that for his whole life. I don't know. Yeah, no that that was his style. Um, yeah, it's weird. That does that's not a that's not, they don't teach that at uh, quarterback camps. Well, when you got fucking the receivers he had at Alabama that are just breaking and, wide open and the O line, yeah. So that's 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 um, it's just different. I've never seen a quarterback do that. Just drop and then stand, not hopping, just standing. But I so. like that about him as far as like he didn't take the immediate first throw all the time like Tua did when he was Alabama. He wasn't a one-read-and-go like Hertz was and like the fucking kid is now. Like he literally just sit there and analyze the field, generally found the open guy, and if there was nobody open, then he'd make a move. And he would either throw on the run or he'd get out of bounds. Like he would just – I don't know, man. I'd- Luckily he'll get to throw to Marvin Harrison next year. Oh, wait, they don't mm. have that pick. Mm. Yeah. Whoops. Ooh. All right, speaking of bad quarterbacks and college, a longhorn your boy Drake May has turned into a pumpkin this year. He's having a really down year compared to his freshman year. He stunk up the joint Saturday versus a Clemson team that is mediocre at best. Is he? He's not good? No, terrible year. Hmm. Now, the good news for him is he can come back to school next season. He's only a sophomore, red shirt. The question is, will he? I think he should. He's got a lot of potential, man, and I would like to see him get one more run at college and have a big Heisman campaign next year. Look, the quarterback room in the draft this year is going to be crowded already. To me, it's a no-brainer for him to go back to school. Like, I, I don't understand why he would come out this year, and I hope the people that are advising him tell him to, hey, let's stick around Chapel Hill one more year. Let's get a bounce back and fucking maybe go win a fucking ACC title and get you a Heisman campaign going. He still just looked it up. He still projected the fourth overall pick as – in the which you know that seems low because if he does come out he's probably going number two whoever's got number two there'll be a trade or you know whatever the case may be well he he is completely regressed this year he's been he's been really bad um hmm. i'd like i'd like to see him come back to school one more year I, I think the kid does have a lot of potential i really do i love his size I, lo- I like all of his tools but man it's just been a rough one for him all right all right you got anything else bad over there no, that's it. All right, moving on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? <laughs> oh, Auburn. 
One of my season total losses. Now, technically, they're still alive. But there's only one game left, and I need the win, and it's the Iron Bowl versus mm. Alabama, where they mm. have zero fucking chance. Fucked. Ah, my best chance to recover some money in this game, though, is I hope to God, at some point, they get a lead. At any point in this game. And I will live bet the shit out of Bible bet mm. all of my unit mm. on Alabama to win that game. Just to fucking get my money back. I simply needed them to beat New Mexico State at home. They were 25-point favorites. They lost to New Mexico State this weekend? Yeah. And on top of that, they paid New Mexico State $1.4 million just to show up and get trucked. And instead, what they got for their money was the wrath and destruction of the one-man wrecking crew that is Diego Pavia. Now, for those of you that don't know anything about New Mexico State football, which I'm assuming is every single person listening to this podcast right now. I don't speak Spanish. Diego Pavia is their quarterback. And Longhorn, he might be the best and the worst college quarterback of all time. Hmm. He is an enigma to watch because he throws like a girl, (laughs) yet he completes big passes. He's slower than the speed of smell, and yet he outruns people. And he's tiny. He makes Kyler look like a giant. And yet he runs over people. Hmm. He can be the best and the worst player on the field. Not only in the same game or the same half. Sometimes even on the same fucking play. I cannot explain it. His myth and legend continues to grow in New Mexico State. It's going to be so much fun watching him go through the draft process. (laughs) And see how bad he looks at every single drill. But... If somehow he gets signed as a UDFA, I wouldn't want to be in front of him on the depth chart because this kid, he's got that voodoo to him. Now, on the flip side, Auburn and Hugh Freeze, just go fuck yourselves for costing my goddamn money. Peyton Thorne, you should not be the quarterback at fucking Auburn. You should be the fucking quarterback at New Mexico State. You fucking piece of shit. New Mexico State, by the way, continues to be the most profitable team in the country this season. So no chance that they're not going to be a bowl play for us because fucking Diego Pavia is going to bring home that gold, baby. Is this not the team that two years ago you picked to go under? That was New Mexico. Oh, okay. So New Mexico State's not horrible? Well, I wouldn't say they're good. I mean, they're fucking, I think, 9 or 10 and 1 now, ATS. So I don't even know why an SEC team is playing a New Mexico State in late November. That's well, this is the famous uh, shit horn weekend. So, oh. or no, oh, sorry, tin horn. Shit through a tin horn. Shit through mm. a tin. So, I don't know if you ever heard that uh, famous press conference by uh, oh Nick Saban when leading up to this week. Because this is the week that all the SEC schools play a shit team. So, like A and M played uh, what? Whoever the fuck they played. Um, St. Mary's poor the blind. All of Alabama played, uh, uh, fuck who they played. They played Chattanooga. I think I saw that. Chattanooga. Yeah. I mean, this is just the week where the SEC schools, especially the West, they all play just okay. the shittiest, shittiest of teams that they can find and pay them money to come get their brains beat out at their place. So Nick Saban was talking about a game this week. And it's been some years ago, but it was 
on on this particular week where they had some you know Chattanooga or somebody coming in, and they were asking about he's like, hey, you know, coach, how long do you plan to play your starters? Blah blah. And of course, you know that's going to piss him off instantly. <laughs> and he's like, I guess you don't remember when we played Georgia Southern uh, two years ago. They ran through us like shit through a tin horn. We couldn't stop them. <laughs> so forever this is now shit through a 10 horn weekend or Mm -hmm. was in the sec so yeah that's why they were playing them and i had over six and a half they're sitting at six wins i got new mexico state coming in cashing that ticket baby no fucking worries Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh you motherfuckers i hope i just envision you watching that on saturday and just Getting furious. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't have to watch it. I was just checking my phone. I was like, oh, New Mexico uh, State's winning. That's cute. <laughs> oh, New Mexico State still winning. Hmm, it's halftime now. Getting less cute. Yeah. Oh, New Mexico State's up by 20 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, God. They beat their ass. They kicked the shit out of them. That's oh, what they did. Wow. All right. The only other thing I've got on the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? And this is a good lesson learned for everybody out there who gets a little, uh, you know, get a little over antsy with the hype and all this stuff. So, for all the morons that bag the books to put Dion's kid on the Heisman odds board so they get their money and light it on fire <laughs> by betting on him, huh? I don't. I think in my lifetime, Longhorn the Tebow mania in the mm-hmm. NFL and then the first four weeks of this college season with the Colorado mania are probably the two most outstanding examples of groupthink human stupidity that I can remember in football. I mean, it's the same reason why the COVID scam works so fucking well. Like people are just fucking idiots. And then when you herd them together on a specific narrative, their stupidity just becomes unpenetrable. So <laughs> now going forward, Dion should be able to get this thing turned around. Although mm-hmm. he did have a five-star wide receiver back out on him last week. And then this week, his top defensive line crew said, no, thank you. I'm out. Really? So, yeah, look, man, no matter how much bullshit you like to spit, at the end of the day, if you're not winning... Yeah, but that's short sighted. I mean, they're kids, so... It's, yeah, they're uh, kids. That's, uh, they're that's, gonna uh, be, that's a little short sighted. Kids just, ain't just coming to... But again, if they're if if that's how short sighted they are, he probably doesn't want them anyway, but it does hurt losing you know, two of your best recruits uh, before we even get to the signing period. So yep. I, all, I, all I have to say is he's got it. I think he'll get it turned around. I do, but... He's going to the Big 12 next year, and I know Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, but that league is still going to score a lot of points, and you've got to find yourself a real fucking quarterback at some point that can actually throw the ball beyond the line of scrimmage and you know make some actual plays. So, well, they did. I know earlier in the year they they got a commitment by the top quarterback in the country. I don't I don't know if that's still. I just saw that flashing through back when they were winning. So. Who knows? I don't. I don't know if he's still. Well, I mean, there. there's no reason for a quarterback to come. I mean, he he's going to come in and play uh, pretty much immediately. So yeah, if they're going to the Big Twelve, then oh my God, they're going to score a lot of points in that fucking league. Holy well, they shit! They fucking they fucking better because everybody <laughs> does. <laughs> yep. Are <laughs> you got anything else on that? That's it. All right, that was the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? Longhorn time for some look aheads. First thing I want to mention though is this week the podcast will be coming out a little bit differently. So we're going to split the podcast into two different podcasts for the big look ahead or the big uh, preview for week 12. 
So what we're going to do for you guys is we're going to do all three Thanksgiving games, uh, one pod, and put that out. It will be coming out Wednesday night. Um, and then, so that way you, it will be in your feed early Thursday morning. So you guys can pop that on. It'll be a short one. Get And we're committing to giving best bets on all three games. Both of us are going to give a best bet, at least one best bet. It'll be a side, total, derivative, whatever it is. In other words, you will get six free picks on the Thurs on the Thanksgiving Thursday pod. So that's gonna be a big, big pod for us right there. And like I said, you'll have that first thing in your feed Thursday morning or Wednesday night if you stay up late enough. Uh, maybe you're sweating a college game or something. Actually, never mind. There is no college game on Wednesday this week. So Thursday morning, wake up before your fucking annoying family and everybody shows up, or you gotta go there. You got the podcast to settle you down, get your picks in, get your bets in, and then we will be doing all the rest of the games in a separate pod that will also come out on Thursday. Might be a little bit later in the day when that drops, but you'll be, you know, in a turkey coma anyway. So listen to that one on Friday and uh, get your weekend kicked off like that. Uh, Other than that, let's see, looking at some injuries. Oh, your boy Ritter's back for Atlanta, Longhorn. He's going to be starting again. Mm, fantastic fantastic um yeah i don't there was there were a lot of injuries yesterday it's just it's at i mean this that time of year there's so many players going down you really just gotta check practice reports and um and uh starting lineups pretty much all the way up till sunday uh morning but um I don't. Uh, um, what's Cooper his name? Cooper Cup also got hurt for the Rams. Geno Smith. We'll have to see what what he's going to be. <clears throat> you know, he, he came yep. back into that game, but we'll see what he is going for. I'm trying to just trying to think of the quarterbacks. Zach you know. Wilson may or may not be the starting quarterback for the Jets going forward. He threw mm-hmm. for 81 yards against the Buffalo defense. It really hasn't been good in about six weeks. So yeah. Finally, <laughs> Salah has said. I'm not sure on the quarterback situation, <laughs> so it took him this long to TBD. make that. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously done for the season. And since he's not reporting the injury is under investigation, as they fucking should be, I hope, the, I hope they get the fucking book thrown at them personally. Yeah, Can't too. do that bullshit in this league anymore. They said, it wasn't, they said it wasn't related, so that's that's their uh, My story. fucking balls! I get a know. fucking cat or a brace on the same goddamn wrist! Getting uh-huh. off the plane. That's that's their story, and they're sticking to it. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> oh, these motherfuckers. Uh, All right, what do you got as far as the look ahead? Well, as far as look aheads, it's pretty weak as far as actual sides go. I, I forgot to mention in the good that all the teasers came through. So, you know, hopefully hopefully this Pitts, uh, um, Philadelphia one c- comes through to wrap up the week. But Pittsburgh... Uh, teaser plus seven and a half. Detroit down to one and a half. Seattle up to seven and a half. And um, there was one more. What was it? Uh, Minnesota up to eight. So all the legs have hit for this week. Bring those in to this next week. And um, there are several teaser legs that are available. But the only side that I've played so far is Pittsburgh pick against Cincinnati. We talked about that briefly but besides the pittsburgh pick on on the side there's a bunch of teaser legs that i'm probably going to package all those winners from last week I, detroit again is minus seven and a half on turkey day so they're they're a good tease down to one and a half again um 
You've got Tampa Bay at two and a half at Indianapolis. You can possibly tease them up to eight and a half. And that's actually it because Cleveland's technically in the in the tease at uh, they're plus two and a half at Denver. Um, but I'm not. Um, that's that's not one I'm feeling. I just don't. I don't like quarterbacks that literally can't score you know at all so you know that's it'd probably be safe with their defense but um let me think on that one but yeah those two teaser legs packaging into the teaser wins last week and then the only side that i've played so far is pittsburgh pick against cincinnati and they are currently minus one so yeah and they're and then, you know it's it's uh god i mean is it, is it jake browning that's what we're gonna get for cincinnati so it's just jake browning against that badass defense well actually it's not badass it's a good pass rushing defense there are some holes in that secondary if browning can can take advantage so um Mr. Browning. <laughs> I, I doubt he can though and and new orleans by the way just what i'm trying to like figure out is new orleans's pick at atlanta with ritter that you said uh, you talk about a game that I want no part of either way. So that's that's one of those ones, even though it's not Stanford Long, so I probably won't do it. But that's one where I don't mind taking New Orleans plus six and Atlanta plus six on two different ones and just <laughs> let, let me fucking split that middle. And this disgusting game is probably going to be a one, two, or three-point win either way. What about teasing the cows down to minus four and the total down and take the over and the cows win like forty-four to nothing? I think you Redskins. just I think you just gave away one of your free picks on <laughs> on, on the Tuesday. Or no, I got I gotta I gotta dig into it, but I'm just yeah. thinking like, yeah, the cows could win forty-four to nothing, surely. Yeah, I'll let you do those uh, not so long uh, teasers. All right, Longhorn, tell me about the fabulous <laughs> website one more time. All right, that's going to wrap up episode number 169. <laughs> 169 in the books. And uh, speaking of books, if you want to continue to bust up those books, we are, uh, you know, we're, 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 this is the grind part of the season. So uh, we lost one unit last week. Hopefully, we're going to pick up that unit back this week with this game going on right now. But it's about to get hot and heavy. Bowl season is coming up, and uh, you want to be in on that action. So go to the website. Uh, thefootballgloryhold.com you can click on the weekly tabs we do have we do have those available we have the monthly tabs or you can email in you can get that second half of the season discount info at thefootballgloryhold.com just say hey i want the i want the second half discount um and don't forget to subscribe and share to the podcast you know send it to everybody you know because uh that we're in it we're in it we're gonna we're gonna finish this year strong we always finish the year strong in the nfl you always have a really good bowl season so the moral of the story is there are tons of wins still to come. So uh, be sure you do that. And if you do any of those things, we become partners for life. And as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing over your hard on money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people never pay a book against Steven Tyler. Take us out, baby!